Bonjour everyone and welcome back to Casselerine, the French football podcast with the accent. We are two-thirds of the way in the season in Ligue 1 and things are getting really tight in the fight for survival with now four teams all together at 22 points at the bottom of the league. At the top, the title has been decided for a while now with uh, Paris Saint-Germain getting a bit further from Marseille and Nice every weekend. And to celebrate Paris Saint-Germain a little bit, today we are going to talk about Kylian Mbappé in the first part of our podcast. Now I know everyone knows Mbappé, but it's always interesting to kind of have a look at his performances and, and maybe compare them a little bit with the previous one. You know, explain a little bit um, what's going on at Paris this season and, and have a look at both his stats and what he does um, on the football pitch. In the second part of the pod, of course, we'll cover the 10 game of the weekend um, as usual, uh, but we'll uh, yeah we'll spend a bit of time talking about um, the... 2018 world champion Kylian Mbappé. All right, we're going to go straight into it. Uh, but first, music. So Kylian Mbappé, the most coveted free agent of the summer. Let's talk about him. Um, I mean, let me set up some uh, some nice little context first. We, we all know him. Uh, born in, in Bondy, a suburb around Paris in uh, 1998, uh, he started in Ligue 1 at Monaco in uh, the season 2015-2016 and scored his first Ligue 1 goal when he was only 17. Uh, in, in that same sort of season and, and couple of years, uh, he wins the under-19 Euro and then the next season he wins Ligue 1 uh, with the club of the Principality and uh, Paris Saint-Germain, who at the time is unhappy to finish seconds, decides to spend big on recruitment. And after bringing in um, Neymar in the, the biggest transfer in history, potentially, because there are stories around him, um, decide to also bring in Mbappé for just under 200 millions of euros, which is the highest domestic transfer in any league and the second highest in history behind Neymar, of course. Uh, the rest is history with uh, Paris Saint-Germain winning three titles. Um, sorry, with Mbappé winning three titles with Paris Saint-Germain, winning a World Cup with France, of course, the Nations League. Um, last November, and, and quite a few individual honors along the way from uh, best young player at the World Cup in Russia to uh, a few best player in Ligue 1 accolades as well. Um, you know, when he, when he arrives, of course, in Paris Saint-Germain and, and probably until, I'd say, the end of the 2018-2019 season, um, I think he's sort of only seen as this um, unstoppable, lightning-fast left winger with uh, with an acute sense for finishing. He goes from you know scoring 13 goals in the first season to 33 the second season. Although he's got Cavani next to him, um, and, and he takes actually Cavani's spot as uh, Paris Saint-Germain's most prolific striker that season. Um, in the shortened 2019-2020 season, he he nets it 18 times, uh, and then things start changing with um, Cavani gone replaced by Mauro Icardi, who's, of course, far less efficient than the Uruguayan striker. We see Mbappé taking, you know, more and more room and becoming a key element of the Paris Saint-Germain squad, so much so that it kind of looked like Tuchel's tactic at the time. Thomas Tuchel is the coach at Paris at the time, seemed to be, and, and actually it's something that Thomas Tuchel said in an interview himself, I think it was a post-game interview, um, get the ball back and just let uh, Ney and Kiki, as, as Tuchel was calling Neymar and Mbappé, uh, let Ney and, uh, and Kiki, let Ney and Kylian do their thing up front. Uh, we know how that ended for, for them. Um, Paris Saint-Germain uh, removes Tuchel from, from the bench and Pochettino arrives and um, Paris loses the title 
against Lille um, the following season. Mbappe still scores 27 goals that season, uh, playing 31 league games, which is um, his highest tally to the day in, uh, in one season. Then, then comes last summer for him, which is a, a busy summer, of course, uh, the Euro, um, but also a, a busy contract negotiation and a last-minute aborted transfer to Real Madrid. Now, for those of you who don't know, Mbappé admitted in an interview to, uh, to former Monaco and Paris Saint-Germain player Jérôme Roten, just, just like Mbappé, uh, back in October, he admitted in that interview that um, he had asked to leave Paris Saint-Germain in the summer. He thought that kind of had done what he had to do in the capital and he wanted them to receive, I guess, a, a juicy amount in transfer money rather than seeing him leave for free the next year because he said he wanted to go. Apparently, Nasser El Khalifi and Leonardo at the time tried to convince him otherwise. Um, also, at, you know, last summer with, with all that happens in Europe, not a lot of clubs actually have the money to buy Kylian Mbappé. There is that offer from the Real Madrid, uh, whether it was real or fake, there was definitely a bit of chat around it of, um, of $180 million or million euros, I should say, on deadline day. That offer was rejected and, uh, and Mbappé now is potentially leaving for free, maybe to Madrid still, this summer. Um, let's, that's about the context and what's going on with Mbappé and what has been going on until this season. Let's look at this season now and let's go through, I guess, some relevant stats um, and what they mean. Um, you know, everyone says that Paris Saint-Germain would be nothing without Mbappé this year, uh, that they owe him, you know, their first place, etc. Uh, but let, let's, let's have a bit of a, of a deep dive in, in what those stats mean for Mbappé and for Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, so Paris has called 54 goals sometimes, and, and Mbappé is there almost on half of them with um, to the best assist tally of his career, actually, 11 assists so far, and 14 goals in 24 matches. Um, you know, paradoxically, I guess, um, it turns out to be his less prolific season on a personal level, goal-wise. Um, the past three years, he was averaged, um, he was averaged over one goal every 90 minutes in Liga, which is mind-blowing. Uh, but this season, with only 14 goals in 24 Liga games, um, he's at 0.62 goal every 90 minutes. Um, interestingly enough, this season is the season where he's playing the most. He's only missed two games. Um, once he was suspended um, against Lorient and once he was a little bit injured against Lille. Uh, but, uh, besides that, he's played every other game and he's been um, in the starting lineup for 23 of the 24 games that he's played. He is the main goal scorer in Paris Saint-Germain in Ligue 1, of course. Uh, but he really is kind of by himself because after him and scoring 14 goals, the second best goal scorer in Paris has scored five goals, and it's Danilo Pereira, the defensive midfielder. Um, Mbappé um, is at 14, Pereira is at five, and then you got Neymar and Icardi at four, Messi at two. Um, so, you know, he's, Mbappé is definitely less lethal in 21-22 than he's ever been with Paris because, um, you know, because of how Paris is playing, I guess. Uh, but he's also definitely by himself. In the last few seasons, he had a bit more help. Looking at the shooting statistics now, and I think it's, it, we start seeing the painting of what Paris looks like offensively since the beginning of the season. The last three seasons, Paris Saint-Germain, um, sorry, Mbappé at Paris Saint-Germain, half of his attempts were on target, and one in five shots resulted in a goal. This year, his on-target ratio went from half last three seasons to only a third of his shot reaching the target. And his goal-to-shoot ratio went down to one goal in 10 shots only, 
which, you know, can be put down to keepers making saves, of course, and to defense, you know, leaving him zero space. So it's hard for him to find the right angles and to take shots. But, but I think it's also um, sort of one more stats to show how bad uh, Paris kind of has been this season. With Mbappe really by himself up there, he's the one who shoots the most. He's shot 95 times this season. And behind him, uh, Messi shot 54 times, I think. And then Neymar, Ricardi, and, and Di Maria have scored 25, 26, and 35 times, maybe respectfully, which is um, numbers that were much further than what it was last year. Last year, the difference was less. Mbappe was still the most um, used striker and the one that was shooting the most, but the difference was like, 20 shots between the first and the second at the end of the season. Last year also Mbappé in the whole season shoots 98 times this year and we are only two-thirds of the way, like I said. He's already shot 95 times so that that's as much as he's done the last season. That shows how much he's used and again that shows that there's no other outlet up front than, than Kylian Mbappé which again leads to be, seems to be the reason why Paris Saint-Germain probably isn't performing because if Mbappé is the only scare and everyone's going to defend on Mbappé and is not going to worry about anybody else. I thought those stats, you know, both the goal tally and, and the shot was quite interesting because it kind of explained as well the burden that is on Mbappé on his last season potentially with, with Paris Saint-Germain, despite the fact that supposedly Messi came in to make this team better and Neymar is one of the best players in the world and blah, blah, blah. Mbappé feels like he's the only weapon up front. Let's talk about pure football now. Let's put stats on the side. We know stats are only one part of the um, conversation. Let's look at um, let's look at football. So if you look at how they play, it's kind of obvious that Mbappé is on the front for, for Paris Saint-Germain. You know, he's actually now has a bit of help from Lionel Messi um, for the past month because uh, I think Lionel Messi, I think I said that in, uh, I think in the very first pod or in the second pod after Messi signed for Paris Saint-Germain, I said he needs to understand that the 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 guy he needs to play with is um, Mbappé. He's not Neymar because that's how he's going to score goals. And I think he understands now that uh, Messi, if he wants to have a nice little um, assist tally, he's at, he's at 10 assists right now. Uh, the ball needs to go to the Frenchie rather than to his uh, his Brazilian mate um, b- because he's the one who's going to score. But also because no one is trying to score as much as Mbappé does, you know. Uh, or they don't even try to score as much as they used to score the last couple of seasons, like I was saying. Um, and I think that's what Mbappé actually is, has become this season. He's become that goal-scoring machine. You know, the past couple of seasons, um, Mbappé coped a lot of criticism for for showboating, for dribbling a little bit too much. We kind of saw him channeling a little bit of, of Neymar, who, you know, Neymar was, I guess, somehow the only role model that he had played with. I mean, you know, we know that he's a big fan of Ronaldo, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. But it looked like he was really imitating Neymar in the way he was playing, dropping low, trying to get the ball himself. Maybe he was trying to find to find what his role would be if he was going to be a Messi, a Neymar, a number 10, or if he was going to be a Benzema, a Cristiano Ronaldo, a guy who scored goals. Um, and I think this year he is becoming that goal-scoring machine. He is realizing what his abilities are. You know, the last couple of years, even though he was a bit of showboating and there was, I think, too much dribbling, um, that didn't prevent him from scoring all those goals. But that's also because other players were making the difference a lot. So he had a lot of space to work with, even though sometimes he was not making the most of his opportunities. This season, again, being kind of like the almost only real lethal danger in attack for Paris Saint-Germain, um, he's probably even more supervised by defenders than before, which maybe explains you know, his less flattering numbers. 
So we are seeing him always trying to further the ball closer to the opponent goals and, and as fast as possible, which is a change from the last couple of seasons. I think there's almost no more nonsense dribbling. We don't see that. We see a lot of actually not good passing in the box. We see a lot of good crossing. And if you haven't seen um, the, the goal from this weekend, have a look at the cross on that, um, on that Danilo Pereira's goal. It's, it's brilliant. Um, and, you know, if you look at the amount of assists that he gets, um, 11 assists, um, it shows that that's how he's developing into. We're seeing that new development of Kylian Mbappé. We've seen him becoming a killer in front of goals. I mean, look against Real Madrid, right? Any ball in or around the area, he's going to try to find a way to catch the target. He even says in that interview post-game, when the striker goes into the, the box, he is the one who is in charge and needs to find a way to pass by a defender and to open a, a shooting and goal for him. And he did that beautifully. You see him less getting involved in the build-up lower on the pitch, where he used to, to spend, I guess, a bit too much time and a bit too much energy in, in, the past, in the past couple of years, we see him using most of his energy for the final touches. And I think, I think it is actually the smartest move for him. You know, again, that was the kind of criticism that he coped the past couple of years, even with the French national team, that everyone said he's fast and he's a killer in front of goals. He needs to focus on this. And then there was a bit of an argument that to develop into a world-class player, he was going to be able to he should be going to be able to um, dribble like Neymar or organize a game like Messi. But at the end of the day, his strengths are his strength. And it looks like this season is really focusing on those strengths. He's not trying to be Messi. He's not trying to be Neymar. He's going to be a finisher. He can use that speed and that power to score. Where I think that it's a very good move is that, not to disrespect Paris Saint-Germain compared to other clubs in Europe, but if you go to other clubs, if you go and play to Real Madrid, which seems to be the story. That's where he's going to end up. There's a lot of people who actually are doing that job into the build-up and, and most likely, um, you know, international stars doing it. I mean, right now it's Toni Kroos and, and, and Modric and maybe they're a bit older. Maybe they're going to retire, but they will undoubtedly be um, replaced by other stars whose job is to hold the ball and to do it. And in those clubs where we talked about this before on the pod, the club is more important than the player and the player doesn't do whatever he wants to do, which is what seems to be the case in Paris. He's going to have to, you know, sort of marry a role and play that role. Um, you know, it's a bit of a, uh, yeah, I guess it's a bit, it reminds me a little bit of what Ronaldo did when he came from um, from Manchester United. He, he changed the way he played a little bit and he become that killer. I think, you know, um, Mbappé needs to be finishing, needs to be scoring and important goals um, and it looks like this season it's really what he's working on the Euro you know the Euro maybe probably weighed on his mind as well um, no one and most likely not himself expected him not to score a single goal in that competition uh, you know Mbappe he's a competitor he said times and times again that he wants to be the most prolific goal scorer in history the most prolific goal scorer in the Champions League he wants to win as many trophies as possible he must have heard the critics. He must have heard the advice. And he must have decided that, you know, this season, um, he needs to score goals. He needs to ensure that others would score. He needs to have that influence in that end of the pitch more than anything else. And, and you know, again, it's strange because it is one of his less prolific season. Yet, you know, make no mistakes. Make, make no mistakes, excuse me. Make no mistakes. Make no mistakes. Um, it's this year where we see him adopting this kind of killer instinct much more than in the past. Like I said, you know, it, it looks like that evolution that Ronaldo had coming from Man United 
and going to Real Madrid. It looks like that's evolution that Messi had to go through as well when both were competing back in La Liga and were scoring goal after goal. I think that's what Mbappe is trying to go through right now, trying to leave the ball to the other players, whether it's, you know, at first wanted or unwanted, because when you get Messi, of course, Messi is going to be the one who gets the ball, but accepting it, which looked like he wasn't accepting it the past couple of years, and trying to focus on what his job could be, which is just scoring goals, which is, you know, part of being a leader is not doing everything yourself, but also just doing the thing that you do well the right way and finding people who do other things well their own way and, and, and mesh that up together. And Mbappe wants to be a leader. I think his next challenge, he sees it, you know, bar any, any injury, excuse me, bar any wrong career move, is going to end up scoring a record number of goals. No doubt. You know, he is the next big thing. I don't, I don't see, we've seen too much of him to see him fail now. You know, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we see at one point Haaland failing because the way Dortmund is playing, I feel like was maybe a little bit too much for Haaland. We've seen Mbappe adapting to wherever he goes and scoring as many goals and, and making sure that he brings his qualities to any team. I think we're going to see him scoring all those goals. I think also what he has in his head is his next challenge. And his next challenge, everyone in France knows how much it's important for him. It's to win the next World Cup at the end of the season, at the end of the year, sorry, the calendar year. You know, he wants to be the striker and, and potentially the leader of the French team that will win back-to-back World Cup. I, th- I think that's what we're about to see. Um, you know, it's going to be an exciting 2022 for Kylian Mbappé. Of course, I'm here for it. Uh, whether it's stay at Paris Saint-Germain <clears throat> or, or he goes to the club of his dreams, supposedly, Real Madrid, um, I'm here for it. I'm here to see what he becomes. Uh, but what we've seen this season for sure is a player who's maturing, who's, who's becoming better, who's working to try and become better in the areas that maybe he feels he wasn't good enough. And, um, and I think we, again, it's weird that it's the, the season where he's the less prolific, but we're seeing him really working around the danger area and really trying to you know, learn from Messi and, and getting all the right tips to try and become that player who can be you know, a multi-Ballon d'Or winner. That's it. That's my uh, little little take on Mbappé for for this season. Um, hope you hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, now we're going to go and uh, talk about the rest of the weekend and the ten games that were played in Liga. <laughs> 